if you live your entire life online, which many, many of us do, I imagine many of our listeners do too, you're subjecting yourself effectively to full-time filter. You need to filter out distractions if you're trying to accomplish something. I've been spending just kind of wasting time lately on Reddit for some reason, that, that uh, hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> no, actually, there's quite a lot of good content on there, but a lot of it is also just real toxic or, or kind of, I read it and I don't feel good reading it. So like, why am I really spending time on this? What am I actually trying to do? And I, I think it's because I, I get overtaxed with all the things that are going on and my attention budget gets spent. And so I don't have really the ability to go and focus as strongly on a task that I know I need to do. I've got to chill for a little while. The problem is when I'm chilling, the thing that I'm doing to chill really needs to take practically no focus for it to help me recover my attention budget. So JT, I've been having a bit of a challenge lately with something, and I think I want to talk it out with you and get your opinion on this. So sure. the, what is it? the modern life has many distractions. Would you agree? I think it'd be hard to disagree. I, I would agree with that statement. It seems like there's just my mailbox is getting stuffed with advertisements, email, constant spam, no matter what you try and do. I mean, you, Gmail filters a lot of it out, but uh, I have some other email box inboxes that are not managed by Google and they're just inundated. There's not really much you can do. Every single one of these little pieces of mail requires me to stop and consider it briefly. That doesn't have to. I tend to just say, oh, that's something I don't care about in the mail and just throw it away, or, or actually I recycle it. But I tend to put this off for long periods of time. Like I'll buffer mail. When I go get the mail, I'll kind of pull out the stuff that I know is important. And the rest of it, I won't even look at it because it, I don't want to spend the attention on it. I have, I call it an attention budget that I have to mind very carefully. And it's, I think there's just so many distractions and things that would pull your attention away from what you're actually trying to do. I have to be more careful about that. I don't know if that's something that you do, but I would wager that you and just about everybody else, if you compare now to say 20 years ago, you would, you would probably agree with the statement that there's more distractions now than there have been ever, like per unit time. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I would. Okay. I think, I think there's the same amount of distraction. Okay. Well, okay, okay. Let me, let, me, uh, let me put a caveat on it. All right. There are the same amount of distractions if you have a healthy level of interaction and intentional disconnection from the internet and your phone. Let me put it that way. I like that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So if you live your entire life online, which many many of us do, I imagine many of our listeners do too, you're subjecting yourself effectively to full-time filter. You need to filter out distractions if you're trying to accomplish something. I've been spending just kind of wasting time lately on Reddit for some reason, that, that uh, hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> no, actually, there's quite a lot of good content on there, but a lot of it is also just real toxic or or kind of... I read it and I don't feel good reading it. So like, why am I really spending time on this? What am I actually trying to do? And I, I think it's because I, I get overtaxed with all the things that are going on and my attention budget gets spent. And so I don't have really the ability to go and focus as strongly on a task that I know I need to do. I've got to chill for a little while. The problem is when I'm chilling, the thing that I'm doing to chill really needs to take practically no focus for it to help me recover my attention budget. And I think probably a lot of people have an attention budget, whether they know it or not, Every email, every text message, every tweet, every anything that comes in, like your phone is just a zillion interrupts. Every app, every service wants your attention for something. That's the coin of the realm is your attention, your time. If they can get you to look at their app, then they can sell you something. They can convince you to do a thing in exchange for money. They'll give you a dopamine hit, whatever. So it's attention is the new coin. And so I have to be like, I'm, I'm trying to carefully budget. Like I don't really have games on my phone i have like one or two puzzle games that's it and they're not ones that have advertisements they're not ones that go and connect up to the the cloud or whatever they're standalone one of them is uh actually the 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 family of puzzles that the guy who wrote putty simon tantham i believe he wrote some 
I don't know if it's on uh, iPhones, but on Android, it's some puzzle game that he wrote that I like because it's extremely simple, extremely straightforward, and there's like 30 different puzzles in there. It's very low on distractions. And I can sit there and veg out on that and play it. And I don't worry, am I, am I spending more of my budget? Whereas if you go and play a lot of the free games, there's this kind of constant advertisements coming in, constant interruptions, constant uh, stop the game to see that you, um, see if you want to do X. Or one of the things I hate, when you start up, when you've just refreshed your software and they've got a new feature, so you reopen your software and you're about to go do something and right before you're about to do it, the whole screen goes zoop and kind of darkens except for this one little spot and it wants to highlight something for you and you have to acknowledge the thing before you can go and do what you originally intended. And almost always what happens to me is I lose the thought of what I was going to go do because now I have to acknowledge this distraction little bubble. And they, they usually have a learn more or go away. And I always click go away. I never go back and look at them because I don't have the budget for it. And so I'm thinking about this. I have had to subtract some things that normally I would have done. Like historically, I spent a lot of time on IRC. But I don't really spend much time on IRC at all. I can't really do it and still accomplish some of the other things that I try and to accomplish. I don't have the budget for it. And I found myself in the last week or so thinking, is it because you're getting older that your budget seems to be shrinking? Or is it that there's more attention-grabbing things per unit time that you're having to deal with? Or a third potential is, it's the same number of things, but the stakes are higher, so you have to spend more effort on each one, more attention on each one. So, like, uh, if you are playing around with cutting wood and you don't really care is this straight or not you're just trying to make a shelf or something you just kind of cut it but if you're trying to make something for somebody else you want it to be square and neat and clean and look good and now this thing that normally you just be able to rip cut real quick now you're taking like 10 minutes to set up and make sure it's just right when before it would have taken 20 seconds so that's 10 minutes you spend on a task that typically would only take 20 seconds because the stakes are larger i'm sure they're trying to figure out if this is happening to you and if so maybe we can diagnose what's going on so, with all of that context, does that happen to you? Uh, so, I, my, my first answer is no. Okay. My more fleshed out answer is, I think that maybe this is a mental process that you have for okay. your time management. Um, okay. I mean, I'm sure there's other people that, that do something similar. Um, for me, no. I mean, I just... There's 24 hours in a day. I know I'm going to try to sleep, you know, six or seven of them. So let's just section off eight there just to be safe. Uh, that gives me 16 hours to do things. And, well, there's 16 hours. So that's what I can do. So work is going to take up a chunk of that. That leaves another section. What has to be done in that time? And then you just fill the time with whatever is on the to-do list with that'll fit. Hmm. Um, okay. I... How big is your to-do list? Let's ask that. Oh, it's pages long. Yeah, I figured so. Yeah. Very, very big. Very deep. Yeah. But I don't... I don't spend... And I'm not suggesting that you are. But I do not spend a lot of time trying to figure out the best way to schedule things. Because every minute I spend trying to figure out how to better schedule is a minute I'm spending not doing something on the list. Right. So it feels kind of like a cheat to make myself feel like I'm accomplishing something without actually accomplishing something. Hmm, okay. Uh, on the games thing with your phone, like I don't have games on my phone because I just think it's a time sink. Right. So what do you do when you're on the toilet then? I, that's, I read my email, I read Telegram, I read Matrix. Okay. All right, that's fair. And I mean, I, not to be crass, but like I don't spend much time on the toilet. Yeah, no. I go when I have to go, like yeah. a minute or two at most, and then I'm done. Like I don't understand the people that go in for like 20 <laughs> minutes. Like I don't. What are you doing in there? I'm sorry, I do not. Different understand. people have different digestion, dude. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it doesn't. You then know, you need know. more fiber in your diet. Well, okay. I don't think you can just just declare that straight out the gate like no, that. No, I'm pretty sure I can declare that you need more fiber in your diet because I'm pretty sure most people aren't getting enough. All right, that's I, I won't quibble with that particular statement, but I do contest that you can just. Here's your Band-Aid. Here's your salve. Just go do it and you're fine. No, I don't, I don't think it's fair for you to talk you when know, you're talking about digestive challenges. Some people have them more so than others. That's just the way it is. 
So I, I guess that because there's, there's a common joke about wasting time and you, you go into the bathroom to do something short and then you end up on your phone doing something and then your short bathroom break becomes longer because then you get distracted by what's on your phone. It's kind of a common joke or a thing that happens. I actually try not to bring my phone into the bathroom for that reason. Because uh, I don't want to be in there for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Because like you're saying, that's I'm not doing something else. Yeah, I am engaging in a mission-critical operation that needs to be completed effectively and efficiently. Then I can move on and do other things. But then I have an alternative problem there. Because let's say I'm going in to do my business, and I'm annoyed that I have to stop what I'm doing to go do my business. And so it's like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And some things cannot be rushed. You know, you need to let it happen. And then be done. So you can't rush that. Well, right, but if it's an emergency and you have to go right away, then it is going to be over pretty quick. Yeah, okay. Because you're having to stop what you're doing to prevent a disaster. Mm-hmm. So, so like, I'm, not, I'm not going speculatively and say, well, I might need to go. Let's go check this out and just see what happens. Right. No, it's like you, you have a signal. You need to go. But um, anyway, putting all of that aside, that was an interesting tangent. Back to the attention budget, budget thing. It seems like you have, I don't know, you're, let's say you're a machine that can do X amount of work. You know, you're, you're a steam engine and you can put this amount of power or this amount of work over time, which is how you calculate power. And for however many seconds you have, the machine is on and doing things. That's what it seems like your model, just what you're doing at that moment. And then you can switch to the next thing and switch to the next thing. You're not switching once a moment. You're not a computer, but uh, it's just, I'm done with this thing. Now, next thing. Now, next thing. And it's just, it seems like it's almost a mechanical process for you. Uh, I mean, I guess that's a fair way to put it. I mean, you know, like for instance, when I'm going to, I know I need to edit a podcast. Like I have a rough idea of how long that's going to take. Right. Are there times when it takes longer than that? Yes, absolutely. And then I just have to adjust what I do and something, okay, I'm not going to get to that today. That'll get done later. But yeah, so I kind of look at it kind of indifferently of, I do what I have to do when I have to do it and then move on to the next thing. So like you brought up mail. When I get the mail, it's, is there anything important here? And then if it's important, like it's taxes or something, you know, local government, like water bill or something like that, or banking, like, okay, I'll open that up, look at it and then decide, okay, I don't need to look at this right now. And then I'll do it on the weekend. And that's when I'll then pull all the mail. It's like, this is the stuff I said I needed to look at, look at it. Okay. Move it. Look at it. Okay. That goes over there. Look at it. Oh, I need to do something on this. Do I do it now? Do I do it later? Make that decision. And then, you know, everything else just goes into the eh pile. And then at the end of the right. month, I do a one, a quick flip through the eh pile. And if I haven't looked at it by then, then it just, it's not I, important. Yeah, yeah I, it's not important. So I just throw it away. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's maybe methodical is the way I would, I would phrase it. Okay. So it seems like, uh, I would like to do that. I have some kind of sorting processes built around that, but it seems like I have a concern. Let's say this. I have poor working short-term memory. So when we talk about popping a stack and going back into the topics, sometimes I've lost the topic we had before and I'm kind of relying upon you to recall. And then if I get some context back again, oh yeah, that's right. But I have that sputter, kind of like a, a car spinning out when it's trying to get traction going in a different direction or something. So that's kind of like what it's, what it's like sorting mail for me. I look at this thing, and I, I go, my job is to sort mail. But in the back of my head, it probably has something else that I'm doing too. And now I look at this piece of mail. Oh, that's a banking statement. I need to open it up. Oh, I better review it real quick. Oh, what is that charge? So now I have to stop the rest of these things and address this, there's that charge. Typically what I do is I put it to the side, say, okay, uh, that needs additional attention, like right now. And then other things that I need to keep but don't, aren't really important, like you, I kind of put them in a different pile. And then the rest of it just kind of goes over there. So you have uh, a forking trying... problem? Maybe. Yeah. I can't fork too many times. Okay. So you're like the Malcolm in the middle scene. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. I, the one where he's like, he's fixing the car by going and fixing everything else around the house. Yeah. Because yeah. you need to change the light bulb. I love the, yeah, or whatever, yeah, exactly. or the squeaky or whatever it was. Yeah. Something it was. Yeah. Like he goes over to get a, the top pliers and the, then the, the shelf that it's on has one of the supports falling on. So now I have to go find the, the nails for that. Or it's just, it's like five testes. And it's like, did you change the light bulb? What does it look like I'm doing? He's underneath the car changing the oil or something. Yeah, that's, that's me, unfortunately. 
yeah, I do have a forking problem. So maybe it's better to say that than it is to say it's an attention budget thing. But I would say that they're related concepts because I know I have this problem. I have to kind of engineer my day some around. Okay. Okay, so let, me, let me interject here and ask another question. That maybe, okay. maybe I'm wrong, and, but it, it kind of feels like there's an underlying concept that you haven't said, so I want to find out if it's true. Okay. And that is, if I put this in terms of me, as I said, 24-hour days, 16 hours is what I have to, to do things. So like, I would say my attention budget is 16 hours, and then that's the, also the time that I have. Where it sounds like you're saying with attention budget that like, there's knocking out the 8 hours of sleep, and then there leaves 16 hours left, that your attention budget is actually like less than that. Considerably. So you have to be careful what you put in because there's other time outside of the attention budget that's within the 16 hours, which is, I, I don't know, something else, recovery, wh whatever. Is, is that where right. you're coming from? Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a good way to put it. So I'll uncheck, going back to the machine analogy, mm -hmm. it seems like you have a 100% duty cycle. Whereas I have like a 35% duty cycle. Okay. And within that 35%, I can really process really well on things. Mm -hmm. But I can't just be at that continually or else I'll overheat and melt down, metaphorically. So I think that's a, that's a, a good analogy there. I wonder how unusual it is to have a 100% duty cycle. Some people can do it. Some people, it doesn't bother you. I mean, you're just kind of naturally cataloging the tasks. Seems like you're curating your task list at all times. And it's not costing you additional time to do it. It's like, okay, next thing on the task list, go here. But at some point throughout the day, you have to be, you have to be managing your task list. You have to be identifying what's important. So and what's not really. Not. That's, that's one of the things I do actually at the end of the day before okay. I go to bed is just, what do I need to do tomorrow? Like what is the absolute have to do tomorrow? Okay. And that gets written down and then it's like, okay, well, it's going to take me this amount of time. It's going to take me this amount of time. It's going to take, so I've got this amount of time available. What do I have on my to-do list that takes that amount of time? That's high priority. Oh, well I can do this, this, and this. So add them to the list. And if I can't get to them, they go back on the to-do list. And then I just work through the things during the day and because it's just go okay. down the list. That makes sense. I mean, that's, yeah. maybe I'm weird in doing that. I don't know, but that's, that's what I've done. That's what I've always done. I don't know done. if that's weird. I don't know what's typical and what's not, you know? I, I just know that how I tend to work. I, I, and since, um, say, the last eight years or so, I've become much more aware of this budget that I have. It was like always there and I just wasn't, cognizant of it, I guess. And I would find myself in situations and I'd be like, why am I feeling so drained? What did I do today that would cause me to feel so tired? And I, I didn't realize that I'd gone past my duty cycle without knowing it, you know? So I, it's a Saturday and I've worked all day outside and then I'm supposed to be going to a concert that night and go see some live music with someone. And I don't actually want to go to the concert because I'm worn out, not physically, but like emotionally and mentally from the stuff I did that day. Because I went past my duty cycle. I need to calm down. And, you know, like a, live music is pretty stimulating too. There's that. Yeah, no, there's a lot of people that like feed on that. I, I'm I'm pretty pretty introverted, so I think that's part of it. Let's just put inject that in the discussion. Someone who's deeply extroverted is deeply the right word for that. Someone who's very extroverted, who thrives on being around other people and kind of recharges being near them. They would like all the stuff they were doing by themselves all Saturday long would be draining, and then going to the concert would be recharging. For me, it's the opposite. I'm getting these things done during the day. I don't want to say that's recharging, but it's not costing me a lot of energy. Whereas going and doing the social thing at night is. So I would find myself in situations going, I am exhausted. I don't know why. What's going on? Or I just can't think through this thing right now. I need to take a break. Don't quite know why I can't think through it. And I became more aware of this budget that was in my head, I guess. And I started to see some more impacts of it too. I actually started changing my approach to things like mail sorting because I didn't want to spend a lot of budget on something. I don't want to say it's not important. You know, if you get a jury summons or you get some nasty grant from the government that you need to address, you've got to be able to see it and address it quickly. But um, in general, I just tend to leave. I look for that really important stuff. and I just leave the rest of it for later. And so I'll go through like every six weeks to two months. I'll have like this, epic envelope-a-thon where I'm opening everything and figuring out, is this important or not? That's important. File it away. That's not important. And I also tend to keep things in files longer than, or maybe I keep more information than I think is probably necessary because I don't know if it's important or not. And I, at that moment in time, I do not want to spend the intention budget to figure out, do I actually need to keep this or not? So it's like a short circuit that just says, well, just keep it. 
you know, you have space in the filing cabinet, just keep it. Up until I didn't have space in the filing cabinet, and I had to go get a larger one. But that's cheap, you know. That's that's a cheap. So I'm there. I'm spending some dollars and a little a little bit of time to go get a bigger filing cabinet so I can save on my attention budget overall, effectively. But it's just something I've become very aware of, and I I really wonder. Maybe I have to go to the listeners for this. I really wonder who else might have this and what strategies they would they're doing, whether consciously or not, to cope with this. If you have a lower duty cycle. Okay, I want to I want to do one one clarification here. Um, okay, which is on uh, this this duty cycle concept that you're talking about. Um, okay, so when you know, because you made the statement before that you, you said it seems like I have you know 100 duty cycle. If I look at you know the the daily the daily roster, as I said, 24 hours, eight hours of sleep, that leaves 16. Within that 16, obviously, is work and all the other things I need to do, but. A, a component of that 16 is going to be, you know, the basic things in life that you need to do to take care of yourself. Like, you know, hygiene, exercise, all that stuff. When you say 100% duty cycle, I don't want people to think that then that means that there is no time for, you know, taking care of oneself. Okay. Because that is a time component that obviously you have to schedule for. For, for doing whatever it is, you know, you're going you're gonna to eat, I think, probably once or twice during the day. Um, you know, so eating, exercising, uh, you know, if, if you go out for a walk in the afternoon or in the evening, or, you know, if you, say, go to the park once every week on the weekend or whatever, like, those things are also part of the schedule that, you know, that I would schedule out. So, okay. I don't want people to think that when we're talking about scheduling, we're only focusing on like externality things that you have to do. Like self care yeah, no, yeah. is 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 in that schedule of things that have to be done every day. I think for a long time I wasn't cognizant of that. I didn't ever really schedule self care. It was like an afterthought. And I can get hyper focused on things. I think it's part of it. And so you know I get deep into studying this thing on Linux or I'm developing, and sometimes I get locked in and I go seven, eight, nine, sometimes even ten hours, almost straight with very little break. And then I'll look up and it's like, it's 9 p.m. How did that happen? Oh, gosh, I really need to pee. Wait, I didn't have dinner. It's like all this and all these interrupts that I've been shoving away have just come flooding back in. And I'm like, oh, I spent way past my normal budget. I better go take care of some of these things. So, yes, I, I it's a good, uh, good to interject that. I guess I'm exploring your process. It seems like you keep a lot of the task list in your head. You said you're writing down the most important things for tomorrow. Do you have the whole task list written down somewhere? Or is it all just up here in your head? No. So I have, you know, the, the daily task list, which is, you know, sleep, work, eat, exercise. I read half an hour every day. I would like it to be longer, but I've got so many other things. But like, mm -hmm. so there's, a, there's the things that are like the every day. Right. And then there's the list of, okay, if it's a weekday, not sleep, it's not work, it's not any of the daily tasks, this is what's left. What has to be done in this time? Right. And then that's just, okay, this is what I have to get done today in the time. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So like it, it all isn't in my head all the time. I would say 75% is, but then, you know, 25% is what's next on the list. And then I just look. Okay. Perhaps an analogy or, or a situation that would ring true to some of the listeners or to you. You're working. You're working on something it requires quite a lot of processing power, your brain. You're, you're focusing on it very deeply. You get to a stopping point and you take a break. You have a 20-minute break. What do you tend to do in those 20-minute breaks? Well, okay, so are, are you talking about like doing stuff for work? Or? Well, let's just say, yeah, it's your work day, and then you're breaking it up with some breaks here and there. Because, again, they say to take a break every hour or two. Uh, do they say that? Yeah, they, they, the mythical they say that. Oh, yes. wow, I didn't know uh, that. Actually, I think uh, I have been told, or I have read many times, every hour, stand up, stretch, and maybe even walk around a little bit. Every hour, take two or three or even five minutes to do that. Because there's major health benefits to doing so. Or maybe, maybe it's more, say, health detriments not to do that, right? So that aside, I'm saying if you're taking like a mental break or just you need, you just cranked this document out. You, you, you got it delivered. You, you met the, the timeline. 
you had to push kind of hard to get the last bit of editing done, but it's done now. Now you want to take a short break. What do you tend to do in your break? Uh, Are you doing more tasks off your task list? So I don't like during work. I don't typically take breaks. Like I'll go down and okay. get you know uh, get another you know glass of tea or something if I drank through what I have, and then okay. I just go on to the next thing at work that I need to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, that must be nice. Okay. So well, maybe maybe what, I should be uh, taking more breaks and working less. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's what I should be doing. I don't know. I don't know. I think you'd feel the fatigue if it was really affecting you. But I, I honestly think you're just wired this way. I'm kind of jealous, honestly, because I have to do that. And I find myself, oh, I can't go, I'm not going to look at social media during work hours, first of all. I never do that on a work computer. I'm loath to do anything personal on a work computer at all. So if I feel the need to do something personal, I'll, I'll pull out the phone and do it there real quick. But I'm not going to go check social media. I'm not going to, I'm trying not to check like Telegram in that period because I don't want to spend my attention budget rec- recklessly. And this break is to give me a little bit of a gap to maybe recoup some of my attention. So I can't go check out this tech article that I wanted to read because that's going to cause me to think about it and that's going to spend some of my attention budget. So I have to kind of just, I'll go get some water. I'll walk around a little bit. I'll pet the dog. I'll do things that don't require computation so that I am recharging some on that attention budget. It seems like you don't have to recharge. Yeah, that's what sleep is for. Not in the way I do. for me. Okay. Wow. Or, you know, that's, it sounds weird to some people, but like, that's what exercise, I get recharged by exercising. No, no, that's, that's a well-documented thing. Yeah. I do too. So then maybe a lot of the rest of this conversation won't make much sense to you. It seems like since I've been doing the, and it's not like I'm sitting down every day and going, I have X amount of attention. I don't have numbers attached to things. I just kind of. The general sense that this thing takes that much attention and I don't think I have that. Or if I do that, then I can't do this other thing over here. Like when we have these podcast recordings, I, I save up attention budget. So I have plenty to spend when we're talking through our topics because they can get pretty deep. And afterwards, I need to take a, a break to recharge a little bit because we have gone so deep in something almost always. Or like when I'm going back and, and doing the editing and making sure I've got all the, the clean parts, everything that needs to be taken out is taken out. And then I send you the results. That's, that's going to occupy more of the budget too. So I have to budget for that. I guess I have to be very careful about how I'm spending my time when I'm just in deconstructive self-care, not really doing anything in particular, just giving myself some time to relax. Or I've just finished work. This happens actually quite a lot. I've just finished work. And I'm thinking of all the things that I now have to do after work. Since I'm no longer working, my time is my own, and I have all these things to accomplish. And usually I do none of them for like the first hour. And then I look back at the rest of the day, I'm like, how did I waste all that time? And I think it's because I was recuperating some from the workday to have enough attention budget to do the things that I need to do at night, if that makes any sense. It's, it seems like uh, all this is so foreign to you. that Yeah, I mean, I, I, okay, so let me, let me respond with saying, I believe that what you're telling me is true, but my gut reaction when someone says something like that is, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying you're a liar. This is just how my brain works. I hear that and I think, no, that's just you justifying laying on the couch for an hour and not doing anything. Like you, you're convincing yourself that, oh, I need, this, I need this me time, so I can't do anything now because like, that, that's just how I, I receive it. Now, I know you, so I don't think you're lying to me about this. But like, with, with my brain and the way I work and the way I operate, that's like the reaction that I initially get. Obviously, yeah, that's, that's exactly my concern. Yeah, everybody, frankly. everybody's brain works differently. Everybody has different levels of motivation. All that I understand that, but maybe because I'm on the higher end of the psycho energy, I don't know. Um, that my, my again, my initial reaction when when people talk about how they just you know oh, I, I just need to lay around for an hour. It's like. We don't really need to. Like, you're not going to die if you don't lay around for an hour. You just want to because it's going to make you feel better. Hmm. So that's actually kind of a concern for me. I, I, I do worry about that kind of thing. I used to do that to myself. Like, you don't have time to lay around. You got all these things to do. The end result is I would, as I'm pushing past my budget, things get sloppier and I get worse at it and it takes longer. And it's, it's you know, it, it's like if you're doing something physically demanding and you do it for 
eight hours typically, but you have to work overtime and let's say you have to do it for 12 hours, you're going to be much more tired than you would be for just eight hours, right? And you may not be able to bounce back nearly as well the next day and to do your eight hours because you had to do those extra four the night before. So it's not, you're not just spending the normal amount of effort to get to the day. It's an additional four at the end of the day. So it costs you that additional effort plus, I don't know, signing a number to it, another 50 or 60% additional effort just to keep going, right? So that's, that seems like I'm, const, I'm constantly aware that, uh, like, dude, you're just sitting here. Go do something with your time, right? But then another part of me says, I kind of need to sit here because if I go and do something with my time, all the things that I need to do are attention. They, they spend a lot of attention and uh, I have to be aware of the, the budget. So I do really worry about someone thinking, is he just like lazing around? What is he doing? When I'm at work, there's so much going on that I really don't have any time to just stop and be. And so I've gotten used to that going eight, nine hours, whatever it is. I've gotten a lot better in the last year about stopping for lunch, but for a while there, I was normally working through lunch and I would come home and I was driving into the office every day. One thing I love about the era we're in is that you don't need to drive into the office nearly as much. I go in like once every other week, maybe. And so I'm not spending the 30 or 40 minutes to get into work and I'm not spending the 30 or 40 minutes to get home after work. So all that attention budget and all that effort, I get to keep for myself. I really like that. But I'd, I'd work all day long and then leave and go home. And then I'm spending more attention and more energy to get home. And then I get home and I, I just pretty much just got to sit for a while. So yeah, uh, there's things I got to do, but I need to sit. I want to say that you're unusual, that you don't need that. And I am jealous, but I, I, can't, I can't. We just have two anecdotes here, effectively. We're not taking a scientific poll. We can collect some data from listeners and, and they could tell us how it goes. It'd be a very unscientific poll, but I am kind of interested in this. I would have to guess there's other people like this. I also think that our modern lifestyle has allowed us the ability to sit around and just take that me time. You know, if, if we roll the clock back a hundred years, you know, if you, if you worked on a, if you worked on a farm, well, no, you weren't going to just lay around for an hour because it would make you feel better. Like you had things right. to do. You were working sun up to sundown. And then once the sun was down, then you had everything else in your life that you had to take care of. People didn't have the option of de-stressing, so to speak, and you know, taking me time and laying around and all this because, well, we, just because there wasn't the ability to. Whereas now we kind of have the ability to. You know, looking back on some of the you know, survivalist stuff that I've done previously, when someone is put into a situation where they have no options but to do certain things at certain times and put out every ounce of effort that they can, by and large, everybody's able to do it. it it's, it's a lot of effort, but it's not something that can't be done. I, I mean, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm ragging on people and I'm saying that everybody's lazy nowadays, but at the same time, I do kind of feel like a lot of people are just extra lazy nowadays, and there's some self-justification. Now, I'm not, I, I want to be clear that, like, it, if, if somebody is listening, they are being lazy, and they are just like, well, F it, I just want to lay around on my couch for two hours every night. Like, if you can do that in your life, okay, great. Like, that, you have worked sufficiently enough, you're making enough money, you've got enough food, you're not going to freeze to death. Okay, you have done well enough in life that you have earned that you can take two hours and, you know, fart around and do whatever you want. Like, that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that you're a horrible person if you do that. But I also kind of look at it from the mindset of, like, an investment thing where the, the okay. investments compound. The more effort you can put into something, like, if you take that two hours and you work on something, I don't know, whatever, then you've gotten yourself a little further in life. You, you've gotten a little better at a skill or whatever. And if, if you continue to do that over time, those benefits that you gain compound on top of each other. So Absolutely. then as you roll that forward two, three years, the amount of gain and benefit you can get out of it then gives you even more opportunity to now de-stress and step back because you have gotten to the point where your investment that you've put into it is now reaping gains that allows you to not have to be in the trenches 
24 hours a day. Right. And I think that sometimes people don't realize that it is really beneficial sometimes to, to push hard because the gains you'll get out of it will be far greater than if you push 80% now. Right. And it's also being opportunistic, which is something I try to do. There, there are inflection points in your life. Uh, if you have the resources available to take advantage of those, it could be like a great leap forward in something. For instance, I just happened to run across some guy who was selling three-eighths inch steel plate of sufficient size to make uh, a welding table, like really, really big. Normally, if you were to like go to a metal supply shop and order something like this, you'd be looking like eight or nine hundred dollars. He was selling it for like a hundred. I was like, "Well, I got a hundred, and I got a truck. I'm able to get that." So I have this really big plate sitting in the garage. I'm still needing some free time to get down there. I got to scrub some rust off of it and actually start putting it together. But it's it's, it's perfect, you know, three inches, good thick steel. It's very very difficult to get out of the back of the truck, by the way. But that was an opportunity I was able to take advantage of. And so I think part of the budgeting for me also is that maybe I'm trying to leave some in the budget for that, but I, I'm still, I'm still trying to think through the laziness thing. And it does kind of bother me you saying it, but I don't feel like you're attacking. I just feel like that's how you feel. Yeah. I mean, and, I, there are times when I will like in my schedule, I'll be like this, I'm going to take an hour and just watch some stupid stuff online because that's what I want to do. Like, I'm not saying laziness is bad. I, I think, and maybe I didn't explain it well, I think when you take, you know, laziness and then make it an integral part of your someone's daily life, that's then when it crosses the line of, it's okay to do sometimes, but when it starts to become a, oh, well, it's that time of the day, I need to not do anything, I think that's when it starts to become actually a negative thing for the person. And, you know, it's it's... How do I want to phrase this? You know, it, it's like working out. When you start first start to work out, it's really tough. But then once you get into it, it actually starts getting easier. And maintaining actually becomes really simple. You just have to put in the, the little bit of effort to maintain the level that you're at. If you then stop, your you know, your muscles and everything starts to degrade. You're going to break down. To then get back to that point is now even more effort than what it would have been to maintain. And I think that there's a, a problem, I don't know if it's physical, emotional, psychological, maybe it's all three, that when people kind of fall into that trap of, you know, having lazy points every day because they, you know, air quotes, need it, that it's, it's kind of degrading their ability to function at peak performance, so to speak, all the okay. time, because they're constantly using that as a crutch. And crutches are great when you're going through, when you break an ankle and you need to get better and you need to take the pressure off. But at some point, you got to put the crutch away because if you don't, well, you're never, your ankle's never going to heal fully. You're always going to be walking with a limp. So like at some point, you have to get over that hump of, yeah, this is tough, this is uncomfortable, but if I make this effort now, I'm, I'm going to be better off. So I think then I would wager the amount of social media activity that goes on the average person. Very little of that seems like it's, well, I don't want to misspeak here. Um, there are people whose job is to go out and do marketing and mm -hmm. to build buzz or do social media. For everybody who doesn't have a job doing it, they're participating in social media, they, they get things out of it and networking with people. Interesting viewpoints, interesting discussions, sometimes heated discussions, often heated discussions on social media. Would you consider stopping to take time to look at Twitter laziness or not under this definition of what you're seeking here? Uh, it would depend. I mean, okay. you know, I, it's no secret. I have a Twitter account. It's also no secret that I don't use it much. You know, do I use Twitter for certain things? Yeah, I'll post things on, on Twitter. Am I going on Twitter every day to look at things? No, because Twitter is a tool. I, I use it when I need something or, you know, I want to see what somebody's up to. And then, and then that's it. Just generally the social media thing I don't like because it is such a time sink with no payoff. I feel the same way. So, you know, it's the same thing with like uh, LinkedIn or with Instagram or, you know, whatever. I use them, but I use them sparingly 
because those type of things are explicitly designed to capture your attention and keep you there. And they very easily can become an enormous time sink. So I think it, it depends exactly. on whether a person has kind of a proper healthy relationship with those type of things, with social media. Uh, I, I think if somebody has a proper uh, relationship with social media and they are in charge of their time management with it, then no, I wouldn't consider all that lazy. If it's the, oh, let me go see what's going on. Oh, an hour just went by. Okay, no, that's, that's the problem. You need to get that under control because, yeah, at that point, I would say that, that's entering the lazy, lazy side of things. Well, what if they're recharging? If they're deeply extroverted? And this is the way they can, it's, it's a convenient way for them to interact with people. And that's where they get recharged is by interacting with people. So, so I would say it's being lazy. Maybe it's like active recharging. Well, I would say social media is not the way to do that. If you, if you actively recharge by dealing with people, there are plenty of communities that you can get involved in that you can talk to people that isn't social media. You know, for instance, okay. all the matrix channels, um, Noah's channel, destination Linux has a channel. Jupiter broadcasting has a channel. We have a channel. You know, these are communities you can get in and have conversations with people 24 hours a day, pretty much, because there's people all around the world in this. You can have that interaction and conversation with a real person about a topic or several people about a topic. Or, you know, there are social hours. Fedora has a social hour once a week. Um, I think OpenSUSE has an OpenSUSE bar that they do on, on Jitsi once a week. Like, there are plenty of ways that you can get online and interact with people if you're stuck in your house for whatever reason that isn't social media because social media is that cancerous thing like Twitter and Instagram. And right. that's completely different. Cause realistically you're not having serious conversations on Twitter. I mean, you can try, not. but you're not. The character limit is, is I think it's 280 now, but still. Yeah. Okay. So it's enough that you can communicate quite, thorough concepts if you really want to, but it's, it's still not the venue for it. Yeah, and then you're not going to be able to get into a deep conversation with someone about that topic because you're going to have a flurry of comments and you're going to have to try to dig through and find the one that you might actually want to respond to and they right. might not want to converse back with you because they're just on Twitter for a laugh or, or whatever. So just notice social media. a problem on some boards, yeah. So like an like imager, they have... 140 characters or something like that in your responses, which was the original character limit for Twitter, I believe. Which I recall, that was based upon the character limit for SMS long ago. So an imager is stuck with that lower character limit. And it's interesting when you are talking about longer topics that require more depth, you'll, you'll see people like break it down or it's a thought that spans two or three messages and then someone else may choose to respond. They'll respond to the first message and ignore everything else or they'll respond to the last message and try and encompass everything. Kind of wild how these conversations can happen, but it's definitely not the medium, appropriate medium for an in-depth conversation. Yeah, and which for is somebody really kind of frustrating. Yeah, and for somebody who is an extrovert who does get recharged by interaction with people, I'm I'm pretty sure they're not going to get the same recharge out of tweet threads that they would get from actual having a conversation with people in say IRC or in Matrix or on Telegram or whatever or on Jitsi in an actual Maybe. you know people that you can actually see and talk to in a conversation. So then what I'm detecting here is perhaps synchronous communication. Twitter is very asynchronous. Now, yeah. Matrix is, is asynchronous too, but you can have synchronous communications just like you can on Twitter. If someone responds to your tweet immediately, you're kind of conversing back and forth almost synchronously. As long as you keep refreshing and going to your notifications to see what the new messages are that popped up on that thread. Because but like Matrix is, is built to be synchronous. Right. The fact that you can then go back and your, your scroll back is saved, you can go review it later is just a nice added benefit but it's intended like the message goes out immediately irc the message goes out immediately you buffer it locally and then you review it when you get it so it sounds like you're advocating specifically towards synchronous methods of communication and well, okay i don't want the ones you're listing here are, are definitely open source focused or open source forward a lot of them i don't want to say that i'm um what i what i'm saying about those is in response to what you said about extroverted people Okay. I think extroverted people are better served by synchronous than asynchronous because the whole point of being extroverted is the actual interaction, not just verbal diarrhea and then having someone else spit something back. <laughs> at you. That's not okay. really a conversation. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't judge. I couldn't tell you because uh, I'm so not extroverted. I can't even really empathize with an extroverted person on that aspect of their lives. 
it's very challenging for me. I can't, I can't imagine that. So, but it makes, it makes a certain degree of sense. I think there'd be quite a lot of people that would protest against what you're saying, but I don't know. You can't universally declare one way or another. Well, obviously no declaration I'm, I'm in this conversation is a universal declaration. It's not, it's not. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not. So, and that's not just a hedge. That's, that's literally how we, we have to discuss this topic. There's many faceted, many potential opinions and points of views and styles and everything. So we're not like narrowing it down to one or particular things. JT's expressing his preference. I'm expressing what I feel like I have to do. Having all that hedge words out of the way, you know, probably should have done that up front. No one's going to be listening to 46, 45 minutes in or however long this in. Uh, to get the hedge words. Maybe we should slide that up front or something. Anyway, it seems like to me, um, based upon what you're saying, attention budget, maybe budget's not the right word. Maybe I'm using the wrong word there or the wrong concept. It's not like I'm sitting down and saying, okay, I have X attention to spend on this and Y attention to spend on that. Because that's a budget. For me, it's like I, I know, maybe I'm I'm casting attention into a different domain, like it's a physical domain. I can pick up rocks all day long. And if I do that every day for a while, I'm going to get really good at picking up rocks and it's not going to cost me nearly as much energy moving those rocks. If I'm used to picking up rocks and then someone goes and asks me to pick up a bus, first of all, I can't. That could be a matchbox bus. I'm trying. Uh, all right. So I'm used to picking up and lugging rocks. If someone then asks me to backpack 20 liters of water up a hill, First of all, that's a lot of weight, right? That is. So that's 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 a completely different physical profile. Uphill versus just kind of assuming translating across ground. So that's going to be maybe more tiring for me. I can't do that all day unless I practice it some. And then there's going to be times when, oh, we just need you to go stand in line and get that ticket for that person that hand it back. That takes me no physical energy at all to stand in line, other than what I'm expending sweating or whatever, you know? Standing doesn't take a lot of energy. So if I'm casting this attention thing into the physical realm, then I can say each thing requires a certain amount of effort to do. And I am trying to be cognizant of how much effort a thing will cost me such that I may be too tired to do the other things later. So that's roughly how my budget goes. Try not to spend too much effort on any one particular thing, lest you run out and then you got to stop for a while. And like you, I would rather have the day full 100%, but I'm not really as capable of doing that as you. There are times when I get locked in on something, like I was alluding to either earlier or in the last episode, about I can develop for 10 hours at a time. Not really very healthy for me to do so. But those are when I get some of the best code, some of the best quality code that I ever do, or I've captured some idea and it's elegant and it's simple and I'm just laying it out and making sure I have all the pieces the groundwork laid so I can come back in and fill in with smaller tasks to do that class or, or finish this thing or add that accessor or whatever. But the groundwork part, that's what takes all the effort. And I guess I'm trying to keep some physical reserve back in this analogy so that I can always do ideally whatever it is that I want or am ready to address anything that comes in. So, and the whole reason for asking about this was that I was hoping to get affirmation that there has been an increase in the number of attention-stealing or attention-demanding things per unit time in our lives. Maybe you're not a good... Maybe you're not a good source to do the judgment. I also because think it, there's a difference because I actively curate what is worthy of my attention and what isn't. Okay. And, like, you know, tech exposure, um, you know, which we've we talked about doing an, an episode on, you know. Technology is here to make my life better. It's not here to control my life. You know, my phone, when it's nighttime, um, yeah, it gets, it gets put in my office, and it's, it's not in my bedroom. So I don't have distractions of when I'm trying to go to bed of, oh, let me chew and see what's on my phone. Oh, let me, did, did this alert come in? Or, you know, if I'm laying there, it's not going to beep and bother me. Like, no. This is the time when I'm, you know, getting ready to go to bed and go to sleep. The phone's out. It's not a distraction. I think, well, I know because the friends have told me that they don't do that at all. So they get overwhelmed right. by the number of things that, you know, they get, they have to, all these things are, you know, flashing and buzzing and all this stuff and it drives them crazy. And it's like, well, then just stop the crazy. Like, it's your phone. You can turn off the notification. Um, 
And I think that's what I do quite often. I actually turn off the notifications or I put it on silent. And I know that means I'm going to miss, potentially miss some important calls or something. Like I have page duty set to ring through my silent. If I, if I get a page, I need to know, right? But I think that what you're describing there is what I have felt in the past and what I am attempting to get out in front of by doing this budgeting or whatever, so that I don't get overwhelmed, so that, that I am always capable of responding in some fashion to anything that might come up. Because you just don't know what's going to happen at any moment in time. I have a reasonable assumption sitting in North Dallas that I'm not going to be struck by an earthquake, that we don't really have big earthquakes around here. We had some smallish earthquakes back in the late aughts, early 2010s, when they were doing a lot of drilling in the area. Um, and just kind of in the process of drilling, we're leaving a little bit of stress here and there sometimes. So there were some tremors, but nothing, I'm not worried about, is my house going to fall over because of a hurricane, right? But it could happen. Something could happen. You know, they're talking about super volcanoes that can blow and, and the whole earth is affected, right? That can happen at any moment. I don't know. So I'm not sitting around waiting and thinking about, oh, that, that volcano, that super volcano in Yellowstone, it might go off. I better be ready for that. That's not what I'm doing. Well, to be but fair, if that goes off, there's nothing you could do anyway. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Anything you might do to prepare, you should have already done. We'll see. Almost everything. You know, have a plan. Yeah, like live on another planet. Okay, right. There are some places that will be more insulated from the effects than others. And I guess it depends on how much ash it throws into the air, too. But uh, you, you get where I'm going with this. There are things that are going to happen. Maybe a car comes crashing through the side of the house because someone flew around a corner and they lost control or something. That happens very, very infrequently, but we know it happens. You see it on the news. That kind of stuff. So I think what I'm trying to do is to keep some reserve available for any of those kinds of situations such that I can respond to them effectively while still accomplishing what I need to do in a day. And I've been feeling really mentally fatigued for the last couple months. But if I'm honest, it probably goes back to... COVID has seemed to add some mental fatigue to everything I'm doing. It's like there's a little penalty on everything. It's just a little bit harder, and that adds up. Just like you were talking about earlier, little investments you make in yourself add up and compound. Sometimes, the, uh, for me, the little extra charges that COVID incurs on this thing or that thing, those add up for me. So I guess uh, maybe that's part of it. But I guess I was, I was trying to identify if there's something I need to change or do or, or can be doing to reduce that again. So it sounds like it just, maybe it's just um, a natural surge. It has been summer and people have put off travel and now they're traveling a lot. And there's a lot more going on. So it could just be the natural ebb and flow of things. Also, we're, we're beginning the school year. Kids have gone back to school recently and that's always a busy time of the year. It's always kind of nuts. So maybe that's infecting it too. I just figured I would check with you. So it sounds like you're not the right person to talk to about this. Nah, yeah, I but, guess not. Well, maybe uh, one or more of our listeners has can empathize with some of what I've been saying, and, and we can have a conversation about it. I really would benefit from talking to other people what they do, because I really do want to try and be as productive as possible without burning myself out. So I would benefit from conversations about that. Anyone who has similar experiences, please contact me, or just uh, other people may benefit too. Let's have conversations in the Matrix and Telegram channels about it. It would be really cool. And you can always email back to if you're not comfortable with the conversations, just to email in uh, jtmindjetmedia.com and he shares those with me sometimes. Just whatever you think of. Or maybe you will just want to pop off at something we said in the episode. That's good too. We don't promise to read it on the podcast, but we do promise to read the email, period, and at least try to respond to it. So let us know what you think and uh, maybe let me know what I can be doing to salvage my attention just a little bit better any closing thoughts jt uh nope none that come to mind all right well be excellent to each other 